Hello, my name is Wendy Holden, and I'm here to tell you about my book, 100 Miracles, which tells the remarkable story of musician Zuzana Ruzhikova and how she had enough faith to survive three concentration camps thanks to her love of the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. Spending time with Susanna in Prague was a surprisingly joyful experience, and not at all what I'd expected of someone who'd survived three concentration camps, the loss of most of her family, her own near death and an attempted suicide. And yet the 90-year-old Czech musician's eyes twinkled with mischief, and she never once flinched from my questions. It came as a huge shock when she died, one week after I left her. 100 Miracles, published by Bloomsbury, tells the life story of this truly remarkable woman who, her family say, stayed alive just long enough to tell me the full details. As a young girl growing up in 1930s Czechoslovakia, Susanna, a much-loved only child, dreamt of two things, Johann Sebastian Bach and the piano. Her peaceful, melodic childhood was torn apart when, in 1938, the Nazis invaded. Uprooted from her home, transported from the Terezin ghetto to Auschwitz II Birkenau, then to slave labour in Hamburg and ultimately to Bergen-Belsen, she was bereaved, starved and afflicted with crippling injuries to her musician's hands. The only thing that kept her sane was a small slip of paper printed with her favourite piece of music by Johann Sebastian Bach. She told me, as long as I have music, then this is proof that beauty still exists in the world. These were the words she said as a 16-year-old piano prodigy in 1943, on the eve of being transported from the Czech ghetto, where most of her family had died, to the even more unimaginable horrors of Auschwitz. The works of Bach had especially moved her, and Bach became her second great love after her doting parents. It was Bach's English Suite Number no. 5 in E minor that she had played for the last time with the piano teacher who had so inspired her before she and her family were rounded up by the Nazis and sent to hell. Allowed only a few kilos of luggage each, the young Susanna spurned the usual comforts of clothing or food in order to pack her little suitcase with sheet music in the hope that she might be able to play. The night before she and her mother were sent on to Auschwitz, she copied out her favourite section of the English suite and slipped it into a pocket as a talisman. In the chaos of arriving at the notorious concentration camp, her precious snippet of hope flew from her fingers and spun away from her in a blizzard. Her mother, who'd been forcibly separated from her only child, heard Susanna's wail of distress broke free from her guards and ran to grab the scrap and hand it back to her in what she believed would be her final parting gift. This gesture accidentally saved her life as the women with Susanna pulled her onto their departing truck, thus rescuing her from the bullets and the gas chambers. It was one of at least 100 miracles that Susanna said saved her and her mother from being murdered. They somehow survived Auschwitz and then brutal slave labour under constant bombardment in the docks of Hamburg, where Susanna's hands sustained the crippling injuries before finally ending up in what she described as the worst hell of all, Bergen-Belsen. It was there that her fierce bravery and passion kept her going in unspeakable conditions.
When the war finally ended, she and her mother were as close to death as they had ever been, traumatised, half-starved and stricken with typhus. Doctors from the British Royal Army Medical Corps were their next miracle, refusing to give up on the skinny Jewish girl and her desperately ill mother. After several months, the pair were finally well enough to return to their hometown of Pilsen, but found that they were homeless and destitute, with all their loved ones lost and their pre-war friends merciless. The war was far from over for them. When Susanna was told that she would never play professionally again because of her ruined hands, she took an overdose. Her mother found her just in time, and she was ultimately saved once more by the music of Bach, switching to the harpsichord on which he had composed most of his pieces and winning a coveted place in the Academy of Music. With the love and encouragement of her mother and the Czech composer Victor Kalabis, who sacrificed much to marry a Jew, Susanna defied all her doubters and became one of the 20th century's most renowned musicians and the first person on the planet to record the entire keyboard works of Bach. Her talent and charm should have made her a wealthy woman, fated by fellow musicians and conductors worldwide, but when a Stalinist regime took over her country, she endured a further four decades of anti-Semitism, persecution, poverty and fear. To prevent her from defecting, the authorities held her mother and husband hostage in Prague, whilst accepting a gruelling schedule of engagements on her behalf, pushing her to perform around the world in order to pocket 80% of her earnings. It was only the miracle of the Velvet Revolution and the fall of communism in 1989 that finally released Susanna from her enslavement at the age of 62. For the next 17 years, until Victor's death in 2006, Susanna was finally able to travel freely and enjoy the global acclaim she so richly deserved. Her memoir, told for the first time in her own words before her death in 2017, is a profound and powerful testimony of the horrors of the Holocaust, as well as being a joyful celebration of art and of resistance. Above all, Susanna spent her life being ceaselessly reborn through her music and said it was Bach who saved her. He has sustained me through every trial of my life and remained with me as a comfort in old age, she added. I owe him my life. When people ask me what he means to me, I tell them Bach's music is order in chaos. It is beauty in ugliness. I have seen enough of both in my life to know what I'm talking about.